Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, Convention of State supporters, and welcome back to another episode of COS Live. My name is Andrew Woodruff. I'll be your host, and I am joined by the amazing Rita Peters. Rita, how are you doing? It's great to have you back. I'm doing well. Happy to be back, Andrew. Great. Well, give us a comment below and let us know uh, what state you're tuning in from right now. We'd love to hear uh, where you're watching. And then while you're at it, go ahead and give us a share, a like, or a rumble, a retweet, wherever you're getting your social media buzz. And put the message out there about Convention of States, because we have the secret weapon in the Constitution to help roll back the federal government. But we need to get that message out there. And one of the most amazing ways we can do it is through social, social media. So go ahead. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere that you get your social media buzz. Send out, a, um, send out the message that way. Uh, has your state already passed the Convention of States resolution? Are you one of the uh, 15 states that has passed the US resolution? Well, your job is not done yet. We are going to be joined by one of the regional directors from the past state to learn about how we need to stay involved as activists for liberty in our states, even if we pass the COS resolution. We're going to get to that in just a few minutes. We have a brand new edition of COS field reports from Paul in Indiana and from Mark in Hawaii. We'll get to that as well. But before we get to those great agenda items, we have, of course, our Article 5 trivia giveaway question with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you. Well, thanks for having me, Andrew and Rita. It's going to be an exciting day with Brenda Carlin on the COS Live today. And I thought that it would be fun for us to talk a little bit about COS and some of the great progress we've had. It's pretty amazing. We started in 2013. We have 15 states that have passed the COS resolution. And of course, Brenda is working with the COS past states because COS is more than a convention. There's so much more to do. There's so much going on right now in this world. And one of the reasons why we're growing so fast is because people are realizing that we are a solution, that there's actually hope in this world. It's so easy to watch the news and get depressed about what's going on. If you have school children, that's something to be considered. If you live in a big city where they have vaccine passports, imagine we live in a nation that is making, that is trying to take control of your medical decisions. Imagine all the things that are going on with uh, this nation right now. But the, the light at the end of the tunnel is Convention of States because the states can take back the sovereignty that they have enshrined in our constitution. So today I'm gonna give away either the hat, the Hell No Joe hat, because this stuff does belong to the states. Certainly controlling the second amendment is not something that we want to see on a federal level. We want to see common sense when it comes to interpreting the Second Amendment of the Constitution. And of course, you could also choose the Hell No Joe t-shirt to say, I'm in control of what firearms that I have. It's a super popular item here with us today because people are pushing back. So if you don't win, just go to shopconventionofstates.com and you can pick one up. Just so you know, we have a come and make me shirt that has a hypodermic needle on it. And that is our absolute best seller in the store. It's flying off the shelves right now because so many people are so passionate about it. 
So now let's talk about COS and some of the things that are important to know when you test your knowledge of the Convention of States project. This is a two-part question. You need to get both answers right in order to make it happen. So in the spirit of having Brenda, our past states regional director on here, here is our question for the day. First part, what was the first state to pass the COS convention? I remember it really well, or to pass the COS application as it's called. Which state was the first one? And the second part of the question, what was the last state to pass? And I'll be back at the end of the show to let you know the answers to that. Hopefully you'll win. If not, hopefully you'll stop at shopconventionstates.com and check out the store. So you'll be able to start conversations and get more and more people in the realm of hope for this great nation. Back to you, Andrew. Thanks, Mike. Uh, before we get into the rest of our program for today, we of course want to go over to our COS field reports where we have Paul in Indiana and Mark in Hawaii. Over to you guys. Recently, Convention of States volunteers, Fred Dennison, Gary Ridenour, and Shelby Ridenour organized a free drive-in movie to promote the Convention of States. Here's Gary to tell us more about the event. All right, hi, I'm Gary Ridenour. We're out here at the 1324 Drive-In, Wabash, Indiana, um, doing a awesome, awesome movie called In Search of Liberty. Um, at the drive-ins, kind of our last hoopla for Convention of States. Um, we have a lot of our district captains, regional captains, and uh, state officers out here with us. So we're kind of hoping that, and the public's invited, so we're kind of hoping that uh, everybody comes out tonight and enjoys a nice October evening. Um, got beautiful weather for this. So we hope everybody enjoys it and everybody has an awesome time tonight. Gary, Fred, and Shelby selected the perfect movie for the event. In Search of Liberty is the story of a captivating statesman from America's past, none other than Ben Franklin, taking a modern-day family on a series of wild adventures, opening their eyes to the origins and importance of the U.S. Constitution. The free screening attracted over 130 patriots interested in learning more about the Constitution and Convention of States. In addition to the free movie, each person received a free copy of the U.S. Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. A Convention of States information table was strategically placed near the concession stand with area Convention of States district captains and volunteers ready to answer questions, share Convention of States literature, and collect petition signatures. All in all, it was a perfect evening to celebrate liberty and our Constitution, as well as share the story of Convention of States. Aloha from Hawaii. My name is Brett Kolbus. I'm the State Grass Roots Coordinator for Hawaii. We're here at the Freedom Rally in Ala Moana Park in Waikiki. And uh, Convention of States is out here getting more petition signers, talking to people about our, our uh, effort. And hopefully we're uh, gonna get a bunch more signatures on and more supporters to Convention of States as we move into our 2022 legislative session. It's a beautiful day out here. 
all the way from Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha, I'm Sydney and I am here in Hawaii at Ala Moana Beach Park with Convention Estates and I'm here because I believe that the people need the power back and you can make a difference. So you're collecting signatures and how's that going? Yes, we're collecting signatures. It's been great so far. We've gotten a lot of people that are interested, um, that need hope for our future and that's why we're here. There's a lot of people here so it's a good time. We're having a great time. I'm Roberta Lono. I'm a district captain for House District 26 uh, here in Hawaii. And I'm here at Alawanda Beach Park at a Freedom Rally, uh, signing, um, getting petitioners from people here. And this is my third time being here. My first time was back in May uh, with just a handful of us. And then this is, um, then we had another one July 24th, and then now this is our third one. So we're just here to just letting people know that we need to do, we need to have our, our state legislatures be in control of what's going on here, not, not take back the power where it needs to be. Not, we don't need the power in uh, in DC. We need it back here. There, there's too much overreaching right now. Right now, as we, as we speak, it's not something that um, hasn't happened. It is happening right now. So, so I just thank you. So how is the petition collection going? Go, it's going really great. Yeah. <laughs> this is our, be our best crowd so far. But we're here to support convention of states, like everyone else has their own. But yes. We're having um, a lot of petition signers, and we're gonna go and go over the top this time, making sure that you know we get not to, just to have them sign, but also to be able to reach out to them to volunteer. That's the main thing. To, that so we can let the legislatures know here, those that are responsible, those that are still opposing, that we are we are out there, you know, fighting for our, our state. Joining us today on the program is Brenda Carlin, who is one of the uh, regional directors for the past states. Um, Brenda, thank you for joining us today, and how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Andrew. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, so the first question that many of our viewers might have, um, especially if they're brand new to supporting Convention of States, is why do we have a regional director? Why do we have two regional directors? for the past states. I mean, I thought our goal was to get to a convention and then get amendments passed. Why do we need to continue with activity in a state that's already passed the CRS resolution? Well, that's our goal, of course, but you know, our mission is, is far, uh, far more grand than our goal. Our mission is to bring back uh, self-governance, to bring back a culture of self-governance governance in the United States by building the strongest grassroots army of self-governing activists that this country has ever seen. So, and that's going to be used to restore the Republic here. Why is that mission important for you and the citizen activists that, are, that live in the past states? Well, that's a great question and we hear it a lot. And so when you look at our mission statement, right, it is to grow the self-governing grassroots army. And when you're in a non-past state, you're doing that to get our resolution passed, right? When you're in a past state, you've already done that, but it's sort of like a baby taking its initial footsteps, right? It gets up, it kind of waddles, baby waddles a little bit, but it can't really go anywhere. It needs to develop the muscle, the strength, 
and you know to grow and develop to get anywhere and that's what the past states is about it we're growing we're headed towards the same mission but we're the strength and foundation of doing that and so um that's my response regarding that we are the foundation and the basis for continuing the momentum for growing the grassroots and, uh, and achieving our mission. So mm-hmm. self-governance and our grassroots army. That's right. Yeah. So Brenda, 15 states have already passed our Article 5 resolution. And those 15 are Georgia, Alaska, Alabama, Florida, Indiana, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arizona, North Dakota, Missouri, Texas, Mississippi, Arkansas, and Utah. Wow. It's gotten, the list has gotten big enough that I have to look at it to, to make sure I don't miss anyone. Many of the legislators involved in passing our resolution are no longer in office. They've retired, they, they've term, termed out, and there are new state legislators sitting in their seats who aren't as familiar with Article 5 of the Constitution or Convention of States because they weren't there when we were educating them and getting the resolution passed. But those legislators who are there now may be the ones who are involved at the ratification stage, right? Once we get to convention and the majority of states agree on amendment proposals within the scope of our resolution. So it seems to me that the job isn't fully done once the resolution gets passed in the state. Is that right? Oh, that's absolutely correct. Again, going back to the toddler example, we have to continually maintain our relationships with our legislators. A lot of the states have term limits, you know, for legislators versus, you know, at the federal level. And so with few exceptions, a lot of the legislators that were there, you know, initially when the re- resolution was uh, passed, uh, they're not there anymore. And so we've got to continually, you know, build that relationship with our legislators, continually determine, you know, uh, whether they know anything about us and to help educate them on that and continue that relationship so that we can be a strong resource as we develop and grow our grassroots so we have a prepared army uh, when it comes time to hold a meeting of the states. And I've heard some uh, mentioning going on in the past states right now. People are thinking ahead about what can we do to help prepare, you know, our legislators for that outcome. So, um, yes, I hope I answered your question there. Absolutely. Another cool thing is that several of the past states are involved in pushing forward legislation. And some of those pieces of legislation are related to Article 5. And for example, this year, uh, Missouri and Oklahoma saw two huge victories. Would you be able to share with us about those victories? Well, uh, I'm not exactly sure which ones you're talking about, but... In Oklahoma, are you talking about the sunset clause? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, they, well, and Missouri did that too. They, some of the states, the resolutions had sunset clauses, which meant, you know, after a certain period of time, if the meeting of the states, the convention of states wasn't held, then um, they essentially would have to go through the whole process all over again. 
So those teams got to work and with their, it was really key, the relationships with their legislators to get those sunset clauses uh, turned around. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I understand in Oklahoma that bill removing the sunset clause was named after the late Senator Tom Coburn, who was a yes. venerated uh, founding senior advisor here. And we are so grateful to him. I thought that was a very touching tribute to Senator Coburn in his home state. Absolutely. Yes. And thanks for sharing that, reminding everyone of that, because it was an honor for the Oklahoma team to be a part of that. And uh, Senator Coburn uh, was instrumental with Convention of States. So Absolutely. So our our grassroots army doesn't just go away after the resolution is passed. To the contrary. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned earlier that our big audacious history changing goal is to call an Article Five convention to rein in federal power and restore power to the people. But our mission is to then equip the people to hold our government accountable. So we are building the largest, most engaged army of self-governing citizens in America. Part of that is education and training, and legislative action is part of that as well. So in addition to um, Missouri and Oklahoma removing sunset clauses, so effectively keeping their resolutions viable, what are some of the other legislative efforts that your states have been involved with? recently? We have had efforts dealing with the school boards, dealing with um, criteria for high school when you graduate. I think Oklahoma was one of the states that did this. You know, when you graduate, you're required to take the um, same exam that a naturalized citizen would do. Um, We are, we are active in Texas, Louisiana, Florida, Florida has a constitution revision commission that is essentially unconstitutional that our legislature just passed uh, to get it on the ballot for uh, the citizens of Florida to vote on. And hopefully, you know, we'll be activating in that to get the unconstitutional uh, commission um, no longer in existence, hopefully. Uh, But Texas, Louisiana, Indiana, Um, Oklahoma, Arkansas, everything from education, you know, getting into the school boards, um, the hot topics, Uh, they're looking at the legislation and where we can, where we can come alongside and either support some legislation that deal with those hot topics, you know, we can, and that's what we're doing. And we, we have probably a lot more than I could talk about here, but Almost every state is interested in doing it. Almost every state in the past state is involved in some some sort of that type of activity. And I understand that the common thread of all those activities in the past states is self-governance and limited government, government by people for the people of the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we have wonderful grassroots volunteers, people who are patriots, people who want to activate. And that's, that's the key thing, you know, not sitting on the sidelines, you know, but standing, showing up, participating. And that starts at the local level. 
And so the education and the activities that are focused on what we're trying to do at Convention of States are absolutely a foundation for everything from our Convention of States university courses to our webinars to um, just seeing and being around like-minded people, but all of the access that we have to resource helps equip us for the self-governance that we need, you know, doing the right thing for the right reasons uh, locally. And mm-hmm. so um, we have wonderful volunteers. We, uh, we need more volunteers. We need more team members. You know, as we know, we have 5 million supporters across the country but we would like to have seven times that, you know, eight times that. And at this time, you know, of our country, when everything is happening the way it is and we're being inundated, you know, by the federal government, even sometimes the state and local governments, unfortunately, uh, you know, we're feeling the pressure of, you know, potential uh, tyranny upon us. And so at any time, if there's any better time to be a part of Convention of States, it is now. And we just need to double and triple down our efforts. And if we do that, um, we will be successful. So um, mm-hmm. our grassroots are great and we have the resources to do it. And that's what it's all about. It starts locally. And uh, that's what mm-hmm. we're doing. Fast States. You know, uh, just kind of to piggyback off of uh, what you and Rita were talking about just a moment ago about self-governance and how that's one of the that's the the big sticking point with convention of states. Um, mm-hmm. We we hear a lot that uh, a convention or self-governance is more than a convention, and I'm sure the past states hears that a lot because that is actually a motto that was coined by your predecessor Rodney Huckleberry, um, and. I guess my question is, what does that look like for Convention of States? Because we the people is bigger than just voting every two to four years. Um, you don't hear that coming from the media. You don't hear that coming from politicians. Usually you hear like show up every two to four years, give us money, give uh, money to this party, give money to this cause. Mm-hmm. And that's your involvement in the political process. Uh, but one, that the founders didn't uh, didn't intend for that to be the case. And two, that's how we got into this mess that we are currently in. So I guess my question is, what does it mean when we say convention of states is about teaching Americans to be self-governing again? Well, Andrea, you're exactly right. Our founders did not intend for anyone to become a long-term politician in Washington, D.C., right? Mm-hmm. They all had places to return to, and they were all wanting to return to those but they were doing their responsibility, you know, as a citizen for what they were uh, trying to build. And so looking, it's more long-term when we talk about self-governance, right? It means looking ahead and being a part of the process of holding on and being responsible as an individual citizen for your liberty. You know, uh, we, it means that, we take responsibility for our actions and we participate, you know, in the process. And so with Convention of States, what we're trying to do, yes, a meeting of the states, a Convention of States is one of our goals. And a even a bigger objective is to, you know, grow our grassroots army. But we really want to look ahead and say, can we have, you know, like a political and spiritual awakening of uh, the citizenry of this country, you know, to understand what their role is 
in self-governing, in living, you know, in a free society where, um, you know, we don't have a dictator, we don't have a monarch, we don't have a boss. We have, we govern ourselves through our representatives. Brenda, there's one other story that I'd like for you to tell that I think goes to the heart of self-governance, even though many might not think of it as such. Hurricane Ida recently devastated parts of Louisiana. Tell us how Convention of States volunteers responded. Uh, Rita, thank you for the question. The Louisiana Convention of States volunteers rallied around their community and continue to do so after Hurricane Ida. You know, after a lot of disasters, whether it's fires, you know, tornadoes, hurricanes, you know, they hit the news cycle, you know, for 24 hours and then they move on. Well, there are still hurting people from Hurricane Ida in Louisiana. And uh, one of the wonderful things about Convention of States volunteers is their activism, not only with Convention of States, but what they do outside of that, uh, serving their communities. And so um, that's what the Louisiana team has done and continue to do in organizing relief efforts, not just for what was closest to them, but in the farthest reaches, those areas that are farthest for anyone to get to. And so that, that is a characteristic of our Convention of States, you know, patriots and volunteers. And it is probably not just limited, it's not limited to just the past states, but the past states are able to do that. And um, so that's just one example, there've been others. I love hearing about uh, what the grassroots are doing and just how amazing they are. And just thank you for sharing that story. I, I love hearing about self-governance too and how we are the solution as big as the problem. But I'd also love to hear a little bit of your story as well. How did you get involved with Convention of States and why did you decide to join this movement? Well, the short story, I can give you the long story, but the short story is that after many years of being the person that complained about things, you know, and pointed your finger, this person needs to do this, this person needs to do that. I finally realized that, you know, there's like four other fingers pointing right back at me. And that meant that I needed to get off the couch or, you know, away from Facebook or social media, even though we're on social media here now, but away from that in terms of trying to get something accomplished and get involved myself. And the short, shorter version is that I, uh, came across Mark Levin's book and I came across many people have that's you know he he that's where I first heard Convention of States and I went looking for Convention of States on the internet and voila I found there actually was a Convention of the States and that's how I got started. Hmm. Well Brenda how can our viewers from past states help you know before this interview maybe were watching our program and they were thinking, you know, well, I'm from Arizona or Texas or Florida or one of the 15 states that's already passed a resolution. So there's really nothing meaningful I can do. Tell them what they can do to make Convention of States happen and to build that army of engaged citizens. Well, thank you again for that question because we get it all of the time. And what you can immediately do is Tell someone who isn't involved with Convention of State or who hasn't signed the petition to sign the petition. 
That's the first thing. We'd like you to reach out to one person, ask them to reach out to another person and help us to grow the grassroots army. So like I talked about, we have 5 million supporters. We'd like to have seven times that amount. The second thing is almost anything, any skill that you have from either your work life, social life, any skill that you have, no matter how much time that you have, uh, we can use. So I encourage you to go to conventionofstates.com, the Take Action tab. And if you aren't already with us, uh, joining us in our team, we have lots of roles and we'd welcome you, know, you signing up and joining our team and taking those skills for whatever amount of time that you can towards our effort of creating that strong foundation, growing the grassroots across the country. Um, everything from, you know, a phone call to writing a letter to establishing and supervising teams to um, working in your local community to block walking to um, just helping others. If you have a, a service attitude and helping others, uh, if you're a teacher, educator, high, you know, technology skills, uh, almost, I don't know of one skill that we can't put to use and would appreciate, you know, by joining, joining convention estates. So uh, we have lots that can be done. And the resolution was just the beginning. Like I said, going back to that analogy with the toddler, we need, we're the muscle, you know, as each state pass we're we've got to get stronger. We've got to get, uh, you know, uh, more developed and that's what we're doing, you know, to be self-governing. So, uh, thank you so much, Brenda, for dropping by, uh, giving us some of your time. The work that you are doing with the grassroots in the past states is absolutely amazing. We look forward to thank more you. states joining the yes. past states uh, in the future, and we can't wait to have you back. Thanks again, Brenda. Thank you, Rita. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, we are going to transition to Mike Ruthenberg, who has the answer for our Article 5 trivia giveaway. Mike, back to you. All right, I'm back. And I'm also glad to be able to give you the question again that we gave at the beginning of the show for our trivia. And as you can probably tell by the way I'm dressed, the winner is going to get their choice, either a Hell No Joe hat or a Hell No Joe t-shirt so they can walk around and start the conversations that will bring sovereignty of our Constitution back to the states as it's outlined in the Constitution. And the question was, which was, there's a two-part question, which was the first state to pass the CUS resolution and which is the very last one so far to pass the resolution? And the answers to that are the first state ever was Georgia. And if you're a Georgia native and a longtime COS supporter, I'm sure you already know. And the second or the last one, I should say, to pass is Mississippi. And what a great job they did in making that our 15th state. So anyway, there's your answers. And don't forget, if you didn't win, go to shopconventionofstates.com. And we have tons of items out there. And we will see you next time. Thanks so much, Mike. You know, we do this show every week to reach, teach, and activate Americans with the constitutional empowerment gifted by the founders to we the people. The founders 
knew that this day might come. And that's why they included the Convention of State in Article 5 of the Constitution. We believe that the best days for America are still ahead, but only if we do what it takes. It won't happen by osmosis. It certainly won't happen just by sitting there and watching this broadcast. But millions of Americans have already signed our petition and thousands of volunteers are doing the work required to save our Republic. These heroes need your help. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? Like the founders, we must act. This is the moment where history is made. So if you're ready to take your place among the Americans who did whatever it took to save the Republic, sign up for one of the volunteer roles with Convention of States. We look for team players who are eager to see America reach a new golden age of freedom and prosperity. We'll give you all the train you need and plug you into a community that engages in the only solution as big as the problem. If you'd like to learn more about being a COS activist, go to conventionofstates.com and click on the Take Action tab to get started. And after you've gone to the Take Action page, after you've looked at the different volunteer roles that we have, after you found that right one and you've applied, make sure that you're also following us on all of the different social media platforms that we are on. So follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. Well, you're already on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Parler, uh, MeWe. You can also find us on TikTok now. That's a great new platform where you can find some COS content. Rumble, wherever you get your social media buzz, wherever you like to follow uh, different content on social media, make sure that you like and follow Convention of States as well. And then be sure to share content that you like. Help get that message out there about this great solution that is within the Constitution. Uh, if you'd like to give this listen on our Convention of States podcast, you can do that as well. You'll also be able to find historic legacy content. Uh, make sure that you just search for Convention of States on Audible, uh, Amazon, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, you'll be able to find us as well. And if you'd like to circumvent big tech, if you're tired of them listening into your conversations and collecting your data, uh, text 54555. Again, that's start to 54555 so that you can get Convention of States messages and you can get important updates about Convention of States. Uh, we'd also like you to check out the battle cry with COS president and co-founder Mark Meckler. It's on every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And then don't forget to come back next week for another edition of COS Live at 6 p.m. Eastern time. If you're looking for the person, though, who's going to save the Republic, don't look to us. Don't look to others in Washington. Instead, hold up a mirror and look at yourself because you're going to be the one who restores the Republic. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.